now. I don't know who he is behind that mask of his, but I do know when we need him. And we need him now. For some reason, the cool bars in Hollywood have to be hard to find and have to have no sign. This is the Cocktail Nation. Well, I can't believe how quickly the year is going by, that's for sure. We're into September, late September, and uh, it's not long to go before we're bringing out the best of the best shows and uh, bringing out some of our special Twilight shows as well as the Cocktail Nation will be taking a break towards the end of the year. But in the meantime, Gary Wells is with us, bringing us a great book on Perry Mason, a bit of a chat about this iconic character. We'll take a look at the Water Swank gig guide, our stuff segment as well, and plenty of great new lounge music for you tonight. Let's kick off with Jean-Jacques Perry and Danny Countryman with The Spy from Outer Space on the Cocktonation.
Imagination, Kenny Sasaki and Naughty. That's from the album Between the Waves. Kenny Sasaki coming out of Japan. We've spoken to him a few times. Great guy and a terrific musician. Official website, coxination.net, if you'd like to get in contact with the show. And like I always say, if you write to me, I'll always write back to you and uh, might even mention your email on the show. You can email thecoctonation at gmail.com and links via the website, coctonation.net. Cocktail Nation. Words with Wednesday. You're a librarian, Mr. Wordsworth. You're a dealer in books and two-cent fines and pamphlets and closed stacks and the musty insides of a language factory. Words, Mr. Wordsworth. We need to warn people. There never was a more clever outlaw. Essentially, the man is non-social, unconventional, a non-conformist. He may respect justice, but he certainly has no regard for the letter of the law. But, Trag pointed out, he's done more to solve murders than any man on the force. Hey gang, I'm Gary Wells from Vintage Leisure at soulrideblog.com and I'm here with another book recommendation for the Cocktail Nation. This time we're looking at The Case of the Haunted Husband by Earl Stanley Gardner from 1941. Young and pretty Stephanie Clare is hitchhiking to Hollywood from San Francisco. A man picks her up, he has been drinking and he is wearing evening clothes. The car gets in a wreck and when she comes to, Stephanie finds she is in the driver's seat and the man, a big time Hollywood producer, has disappeared. There is evidence that Stephanie had been drinking and while she is in hospital, the police question her and decide that there is no man and Stephanie looks good for the theft of the car. A friend of Stephanie's engages Perry Mason to look into things, and Perry sends his detective friend, Paul Drake, to see what he can turn up about the situation. Paul turns up one Lois Warfield, who is in town trying to help her estranged husband. She has not seen him in Hollywood yet, but she has been helping him financially and hopes to reunite with him as the two have been apart for some months. Perry begins to wonder if Lois Warfield's missing husband is actually Jules Holman, the Hollywood producer who is sticking to his story that his car was stolen and he never gave Stephanie Clare a lift. A body or two show up as Mason tries to decipher who is the influential person behind Holman, the producer. Perry thinks he has things figured out but waits until he ties up loose ends, not sharing his findings with neither Paul Drake, his devoted secretary Della Street, nor us, the readers. Earl Stanley Gardner was born in Massachusetts in 1889. He introduced Perry Mason in 1933's The Case of the Velvet Claws, which was typed out by Gardner himself using two fingers, but he would eventually dictate his novels to a battery of secretaries. Then in the 1930s, Warner Brothers brought Perry to the big screen in six cool films, four of which starred my main man, Warren William, as Mason. Interesting to note that in Williams' last film, Mason and Della Street actually get married. Starting in 1943 and running for 12 years, CBS ran a daily Perry Mason program on radio, but this one veered wildly from the established depiction of the attorney. Then in 1957, CBS created the iconic and award-winning Perry Mason series starring Canadian Raymond Burr that ran for nine years. Burr and Barbara Hale as Della Street reunited in 1985 to feature in more than two dozen Perry Mason TV movies. Finally, to this point anyways, is HBO's Perry Mason series. For two seasons starting in 2020, Welshman Matthew Rhys starred as Perry in the series that served as an origin story for the famed defense attorney. But all of this springs from the original novels by Earl Stanley Gardner, and the book we're looking at today is emblematic of all of the great books by Gardner featuring Mason. I'll admit that often these books of Gardner's challenge me. I'm always trying hard to follow what is happening and who the players are, but then it gets tough and I feel somewhat in the dark. Then I will remember that these are mystery novels. Gardner's technique is similar to most every mystery writer in that he does indeed present a lot of facts, events, and an extensive cast of characters, and you know what? You're not supposed to have too much of a grip on what's going on, and you're not supposed to necessarily have all the answers. Gardner will reveal things in time, 
And again, I'll be honest, the big appeal for me of these books is their aura and the world they depict. This is a 40s world and a 50s world, and I love the settings, the wordplay, and the situations. I get from these books the same thing I get from any film of the 1940s. I think that any retro-type person can. I don't know or even care much what's going on. I just want the coffee shops, the hotels, the restaurants, the cigarettes, and all the rest. In the case of The Haunted Husband, there comes a point fairly early in the book at which Perry has a bit of an aha moment. Mason has things basically figured out. He doesn't share with Della or with Paul Drake and certainly not with the reader, but he thinks he knows what has gone down. Now he needs to investigate further and tie up some loose ends, so it challenges the reader to rise up to Mason's level and come up with your own theories. Specifically in this book, he knows there must be some influential hand supporting the producer Holman from the shadows. He just needs to continue to probe and bring some things into focus. Sitting back and watching Perry Mason do this is much of the fun you get from these books. And really, once Perry gives his lengthy explanation of what actually took place and how he figured that out, you realize that you likely could never have figured that out yourself. And really, that's legit. Gardner wouldn't have written all these books if readers could easily figure stuff out the same way Perry does. Most of the Mason novels then are half action and events and Mason gathering intel, and the other half depict Perry in court. And that is where these novels really shine. The staccato back and forth between Mason and the witnesses makes for some exciting reading. The courtroom action goes along at a good clip, and it's fun to go along for the ride and to imagine with your mind's eye the action taking place. You likely already know, but if you didn't, it may be good to learn that the world of Perry Mason, the movies, the classic TV show, the TV movies, and the latest HBO series all sprang from one man, Earl Stanley Gardner, and his Mason novels, including the one we learned about today. So to wrap up, I can highly recommend The Case of the Haunted Husband and any and all of Gardner's Mason novels. There are plenty of copies to be found at A Books, but really, if you can't find these books at yard sales or thrift stores, you're not trying hard enough. If you'd like to read a plethora of well-written book recommendations, you can head over to my website. I'd like to thank Coop Cooper and Cocktail Nation. Once again, this is Gary Wells from SoulRideBlog.com, and I'm encouraging you to pick up a book. Words with Wellsay. Cocktail Nation.
The Cocktail Nation.
Cocktail Nation. Donation, the Swan Goes Broken Glass Beach. That's from their Curious Tourist album. Sounds like an awful beach. Also, some new music from Mustard Allegro and Blue Agave Juice. That is from their Kitchen Essentials latest album. And the EP from the Hypnotiques and My Ties in the Morning, plus Spy Fi with Perry Mason on the Cocktonation. Lounge Life magazine is your free retro magazine. I put stories up there as I come across them. It's a Flipboard magazine, free to download and enjoy. Oppenheimer, love that film. It has surpassed $900 million at the uh, worldwide box office. And we've also got the story of the 1954 Hudson Italia in photos. You'll love this. This is an absolutely gorgeous car. And 37 facts about Mount Rushmore that most people don't know. Lounge Life magazine, links via the website, cocktonation.com. Net. Today, much more stuff going on. The name Marathon comes from the legend of Pepides, a Greek messenger. The legend states that he was sent from the battlefield of Marathon to Athens to announce that the Persians had been defeated in the Battle of Marathon in which he had just fought. It took place in August or September 490 BC said that he ran the entire distance without stopping and burst into the assembly, exclaiming, We have won! before collapsing and dying. Ironically, most people who compete in a marathon also feel like dying at the end of one. Well, that's about it, Stuff fans. We'll have more for you at another time. Thank you. Bye-bye!
Cocktail Nation. Tell me his name again. Coop Cooper. Lounge Lothario DJ.
Congratulations, Sergio Mendes, and so many stars. Herbie Mann as well. Theme from Malamondo, plus the Martini Kings with Marianne. Lounge leader Coop Cooper with you, and of course, here during the weekdays as well, with our evenings at the Penthouse Show, and of course, our special weekend show where we focus on some of the Neo Lounge and the goings on around the globe, like the World of Swank Gig Guide. By the website, cocktonation.net, October 2, cocktails in historic places at the Queen Mary. Tiki Fever in Sarasota, October 5, and running till the end of September in Sydney, an exhibition called Marilyn, The Woman Behind the Icon. If you've got a gig on, I'd love to hear from you, and you can email thecocktailnation at gmail.com, links via the website cocktailnation.net. Money can't buy you happiness, but it's more comfortable to cry in an E-type Jag than it is on a bicycle. Very deep. Cocktail Nation.
Cocktail Nation.
Cocktonation, Mr. Moai and the Tiki Head shaken, not stirred. Next week on the show, it's Jason White and with Spy Vibe. Gonna leave you with Gaia Shell and perplexity. Stay up.